Of what the tech? Uh, I'm Rick. I'm Anders. I'm Sam. As always, I'm Marlon. <laughs> as yeah. always, buddy. As yeah. always. You, sometimes you change. I think on the show. I mean, you change a little. We're talking about throwing video game systems against the wall. That was that was a side of Marlon we don't always see. And uh, Anders exposed my YouTube fame. <laughs> my, uh, <laughs> that was so good. <laughs> that was amazing. Oh my god. Stop. You shouldn't have told anybody about that. Man, did you see Kenton's face, though, when it was like 2.7 million views and Kenton was like trying to get closer to Steve? He's like, no. <laughs> he was impressed. He was super impressed. No, like, I was talking to him after because he had a YouTube account where he used to post uh, videos of like celebrity, no, um, like on air news anchors screwing yeah. up like compilations. And it actually okay. had a lot oh of views, God. but it actually got so taken down. So but for those of you listening, uh, Marlon has a YouTube <laughs> channel. Uh, Marlon, why aren't you giving the uh, stop motion the name of Lego animation? That's classified. It's, <laughs> it's fascinating. So we'll try to get that up on the Twitter account uh, for everyone later. Do that right after so, the show. So. so check out the Twitter account, Marlon, everybody. You're have to give that to Especially, us. Especially uh, special Hydra Turkish fans. Oh um, my god! Thank you for listening. We yes. really appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, that's true. All right. Um, so I guess What's I guess the- we should start with a bit of tech news here. <laughs> Tech news. I'm just going to bring it up right away. I don't think we can do tech news this week without talking about Facebook and Cambridge Analytica, if you guys are... Do you want to give me a rundown? Because yeah, honestly, yeah, I don't sure. know what that... Okay, so I, I kind of watched it as it was breaking. Uh, like, The Guardian and The New York Times kind of broke it. And essentially what happened is that uh, this firm, Cambridge Analytica, they were founded by people out of Cambridge. Um, and... Their entire purpose was basically to aggregate big data and create psychographics of people. So they, you know, normally, like some of the psychographics we've studied in our course, you're, you're looking at, you know, maybe getting 10,000 people and then trying to extrapolate the whole population based on that, right? So there's a huge margin of error. Uh, Cambridge Analytica looked at social media and saw the opportunity to aggregate massive amounts of data and not only that but because people had you know their their geographic locations online they could start to separate uh, both demographic and psychographic and really target market to these people Um, so using uh, psychographic modeling uh, combined with like I say big data processing they basically developed an app and they paid people to use the app uh, which asked them questions and got access to a lot of their Facebook account Um, now the complication comes in this app started harvesting data beyond the users that were paid so I think it was something like it was a little over 200,000 people which is still quite a bit that they they managed to get in on the program by paying them who who agreed to have their information used and then the app just went out and started harvesting data from anyone who didn't have their account on lockdown from their friends group so they ended up getting data on like 50 million people uh you know and and they said that using the person's likes on facebook was one of the most powerful things and could tell them more about this person they claimed than like this person's spouse or mother would know about them 
Um, so then what they did was they sold the psychographic models to the Trump campaign and the Trump campaign and ostensibly maybe Russian trolls used these models in order to create targeted advertising to um, manipulate the population and to ensure a Trump victory. Interesting. That was a really good description, but I didn't know it went like that in depth. Like I didn't realize how bad it big of a problem that was well and see here's the interesting thing is that none of that is technically illegal per se like when you signed up for facebook you kind of gave away a lot of your rights in the terms of use right terms of service and then when facebook gave that data to cambridge analytica they're calling it a leak sort of but it wasn't facebook allowed app developers to harvest that data in 2014 when it was all harvested so there's no crime that's really been committed. Like the crime that's actually being alleged, I believe, in the U.S. is that if Cambridge Analytica, which is, of course, based out of Britain, used British nationals to work on the campaign. So if they were using British people doing psychographic modeling in the Trump campaign to win, then that's illegal. You can't have foreign nationals working on the campaign in a way that will influence the American electorate. So as roundabouts as it seems, that's actually the crime here. I know everyone's really pissed off at Facebook and Cambridge Analytica, but there are technically no laws governing what they did. And we all kind of gave up a lot of our right to privacy when we decided Facebook was more important than privacy. I know, but people still don't just obviously would like to know what's happening with their information if they put it out there. I know that's the thing. Like, obviously, nobody reads, like, the disclaimer, which, obviously, <laughs> we probably should. Yeah. Well, you've seen the South Park episode on that, right? No. Oh, okay. Watch it later. Anyways. But, so, like, people obviously just want to know what's being done with their information because you don't really expect, I guess, Facebook to just go on and uh, well, sell your information to the highest bidder. Again, they technically didn't sell any of this. This all was harvested for free. <laughs> well, yeah. do, well yeah. whatever it's Facebook's trying to do story. with it. It's, it's, it's uh... Well, it's kind of like it's such like a big, cool platform, and like if you're not paying for it, you're not really the customer. So you're you're the product being sold, kind of in this case, right? Definitely, yeah. No, and that, that's been mentioned numerous times, Marlon. I think I think you're very right there. I and I mean I I think one of the things that is coming up now with Facebook is that it's it's so big. It, it is almost like a utility, you know, like Mark Zuckerberg likes to stand there and be like, I'm the smartest person in the world. I made Facebook. He was kind of the right guy in the right place at the right time. You know what I mean? Like, I think Facebook would have existed if Mark Zuckerberg never existed. Somebody would have made a similar network. Yeah, I agree. It's just that this one, everyone got behind. And now he acts like it's still his or like, and, and I think the time is coming when either A, people will jump ship from that. Or B, Facebook will start to be broken up and we'll see a lot more regulation and public control simply because it is so large and it has so much control over our lives. And, you know, it's like I was joking the other day in class, like everybody's going into Google Plus. You know, Google Plus is standing over there like, guys, guys, we're here. Nobody's going to Google Plus. No. Know? And like I, I have a hard time seeing Facebook kind of like completely fall out of circulation. But I mean, like I think more and more people are like deleting their Facebook. Well, interesting. And there's that the delete Facebook hashtag. That was going to be my point of news, but like it's very much connected to your story. It's well, I have here Elon Musk deleted his Facebook, my his God. Facebook and Any way to get the that SpaceX. Guy in here, huh? <laughs> Look, I have a little man crush, okay? Yeah, we all know. <laughs> so, 
Come on. No, you need Elon fair. Musk in That here. one was for our Turkish fans. Okay, no. Um, yeah, Elon Musk apparently deleted his own Facebook, uh, SpaceX Facebook, which he apparently Probably has no friends because he's a nerd. <laughs> he's worth like a billion dollars. He can buy friends. Um, and, and plus, he's Elon Musk. He has lots of friends. Sure. Apparently, he's quite hard to live with. His, his wife, his ex-wife. And, oh, then they remarried, I think. You should for read his biography. I'm not well, going to do that. I mean, they have like five kids. Yeah, I know. We already talked about it. Oh, okay. Well, we won't go over that again. Anyways, he deleted those accounts. So we'll see what comes of that. But, you know, he is a trendsetter. Um, so interesting. Like we talked about on the app uh, episode, uh, the WeChat. The, the app Chinese. episode. Ah, <laughs> oh, the episode. <laughs> Why didn't we think of that at the time? Oh, man. That's great. The okay. WeChat <laughs> app in China right could mm. become the new facebook everyone could switch over that's a good like obviously point, eh? the chinese populations i don't even know in the billions yeah and you know what would be interesting about that now that you bring it up again good good call there ders just because you're you're bringing it up right now well no but it's it's also like uh it, it would be probably more integrated for government regulation because if you think of china as like a semi-communist society uh, WeChat probably has a lot of built-in regulation and stop gaps that, you know, Facebook maybe doesn't have at this point. And, and maybe that's the way people are wanting to go. Like, this all kind of happened because it's like the Wild West of social media. There was technically no crimes committed, but now people are starting to go like, maybe this isn't the way we want things to be, you know? And, I- and the population may demand its own regulation. I think if WeChat now, I think if it would be a smart move, if now seeing how there's so much untrust like between people and Facebook, if they, like, over the next, like, five years or something, really market themselves as, like, not – the company who's not going to sell your information, like, really yeah. built it in into their policy, saying, like, it's just a pit way for people to connect and talk to each other, and it's not going to be used to sell your information to advertisers, simply just for the people. And I, then it yeah. could just gather – I think that would – I don't know. Could put I, it, I, I agree. Put it over Facebook. Long term I mean, thinking. I think there's there's an issue like right at the moment with the the possible looming trade war though too. Yeah. And a lot of that has to do with uh, trade secrets, right? So there's a limiting of technology uh, that could be happening. The technology coming from China because they'll just reverse engineer everything and steal it. So I think there'd be a lot of push. Well, they do. I yeah. Mean, you know, I'm gonna. I mean, no. they build some of their own stuff, but a lot of it is is done that way. Like, look at all the cars. They pretty much like every like European or American car company has like a Chinese duplicate. Company. Yeah, for sure. And and even like with the phone technology and stuff. I mean, a lot of the new stuff comes out of Japan and Korea, but then it goes into China and they make cheaper knockoffs and and sell it, you know, in a, in the Western market. Um, but yeah, I I do think there'd be a lot of pushback right now because there is a lot of animosity against China, and I think that. By playing the like, you know, Chinese government controls uh, WeChat card, like Facebook could still maintain dominance. You know, I think there's there'd be a lot of fear mongering, and and I might even have my concerns to be completely honest with something like that coming in because there's obviously backdoors built into it by by the Chinese government, and I mean like, you know, I I can't have two governments monitoring me at once. Like it's either the CIA or the Chinese government, and I'll just go with the CIA because they've probably been there my whole life, anyways. <laughs> That's rare. Um, <laughs> an old friend. 
yeah, it's like an old friend, you know. You got the camera. People are like, should you cover up the camera on there? I'm like, oh no, old Bill at the old NSA headquarters there. He likes to see what I'm doing, so you know, we'll just keep him in the loop. Like, you ever see that sometimes? Like people open up their laptop and there's a big like, piece of, like duct tape on the webcam. Oh yeah, I have friends who yeah, do it. Yeah, I see those people and I'm like, okay, I'm not gonna be your friend ever. <laughs> I mean, it's a real thing. They can turn the camera on, but there's so many cameras it's just, everywhere. It's, it's like, like uh, those people I don't want to be friends with. That's uh, just how I know. Do you have one? That's fair. Don't I, look at my laptop yeah, right now, guys. Don't look at my laptop. And I, I'll one. be friends with anyone that has it. I won't. Why, or I'll just why not? You. you don't like people who are concerned about their privacy? Because it's just cringy. It's a bit, yeah, it's a bit of, like paranoia. Yeah, but I, 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 I did you guys watch the Snowden movie? Yes. I, I just watched the documentary. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Which was beautiful. very terrifying. Oh, I thought it was beautiful. But <laughs> beautiful. If you watch it, it looks really nice. <laughs> Yeah, aesthetically, yes. Andrew's always, Andrew's always, has some always gra- it, what do you got for us? Is this another dog story? Oh, oh my I, god, I hope. I so. think this is a cool story. I, probably not. Um, when are we? Oh, I'm so looking forward to this. Cool. All right. Yeah, it's cool. Like <laughs> it's actually cool. Okay. Yeah. Sure. I like all your stories are cool. Mm. Like Sam's Sam. not gonna, Sam's not gonna like it, but that's just like, come on, yeah. like you gotta oh, expect Sarah, that from Sam. Sam doesn't like. You already know that. Sam's got drag kicking and screaming into this entire concept. That's true. So I have uh, an article here on Wired magazine. Uh, Tesla's Model 3 is the best electric car you can't buy yet. Uh-huh. Tell so me more. Tesla coming out with the new Model 3. Beep, beep. Who got the keys to the Jeep? Uh, hopefully in June, but they say Elon Musk rarely is on time with mm-hmm. his new uh, gadgets here. Yeah, he tends to set unreasonable dates. Yeah, and they have already... 450,000 people have already put a down payment on this car of $1,000. Well, how much is it? 450,000 pre-orders? They already have that many people putting a $1,000 deposit on it. Oh that's my insane. God. But that's, how how much is it going to cost? I think it's like 50,000? Yeah, that's, 50, that's the affordable yeah, one, It's right? the affordable one, so it's for the yeah, middle uh, class. Affordable. Yeah. <laughs> 50,000 is pretty it's expensive. Still 50, it's 57,000. Yeah, it's and plus with like non-optional options. Yeah, so, so it's gonna be like seventy thousand. Like still, it's still, it's comparable to someone buying like a Volvo a or BMW a, or yeah, 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 yeah. So it's still and it's probably a lot faster than those cars. Yeah, it says it can't uh, it can't uh, out sprint the top end Model S, but it's five point one seconds zero to sixty miles per hour. That's pretty good. Make it crap. quicker than cars like the VW Golf GTI and the BMW 330i. Yep. No, that's pretty quick. That's very quick. It looks very like minimalist, sharp. I honestly don't. I'm not crazy on the look of Teslas. No, I love the door handles. How mm-hmm. they like they recede in and then they pop out when you put your hand there. Do you guys like, know that? More when you're looking yeah, out the, f- I, I've seen the front of the window. I like how it's like mm. it's more like a sunroof. Like they have yeah. it open where it's like more glass that okay, goes to like the yeah, ceiling. Yeah. You know, it's like it goes all the way back. Yeah, kind it of goes like no, you get so much sun yeah. in your eyes. I think I think it has a polarizing uh, feature where you can actually polarize it so that it goes well, dark. Well, let's hope so. Mm-hmm. Um, how many people does it seat? Is it like probably five? Because I know the Model S seated yeah. like seven. It's just like their standard like car, so it'd be like five. And it's advertised that uh, with the battery, it'll be good for 220 miles, which is uh, 354 kilometers. That's pretty good. That's, that's pretty, pretty damn good, good. On, one ch- on one full charge. I mean, honestly, that's even living out of town. That's probably I drive a little over that in a week, so I'd have to charge it a couple times a week. 
you know? Yeah, that's that's really good. That is. Have you ever seen the Tesla Model X, like the SUV? It looks terrible. <laughs> Anders, can you Google it? I can yeah. Google it. Uh, Find, type in the Tesla Model X. It looks like a really bloat. It looks like a fat Tesla <laughs> Model S. Like, it just looks fat. bloated and gross. Super fat. Does it look funny? It looks terrible. It doesn't look like a good car, in my opinion. But that's subjective. <laughs> No, Mylon's got good taste. It if he doesn't, doesn't like it, it doesn't look that bad, man. It's chunky. It's got. It's, I like, haven't even. I think it looks kind of sleek, actually. I'm not, mm. You got to see it in person. It looks as. Oh like, man, it's got it's got gull doors. Yeah, that it has gull doors. Awesome. Gull door. Gull doors are caca. Yeah. They look like wings. It's not. It's not like a. What's the other one? So it's lame. Like a Delorean. Party! You made it. Yeah. Welcome to my latest experiment. This is a big one, the one I've been waiting for all my life. Ah, uh, well, it's a DeLorean, right? Stay with what me, Marty. All your questions will be answered. Roll yeah. tape. Or a Lamborghini. Oh, wow. No, yeah. Lamborghinis don't, don't have gold that. doors. Lamborghinis <laughs> have, have uh, suicide doors. No, no, it's something else. <laughs> what the hell is it called? Anyways. Yeah, there's a more technical term. Anyhow. Yeah. Cool. But um, honestly, maybe one day. Yeah, and it also, it also has... Sorry, Marlon. Doors. It also has a... Five thousand dollar autopilot option. Yeah. Oh, more tech news though. There cool. was a woman killed by a self-driving Uber car this week. Eh? I heard. Where was this? Ah, uh, I think Tennessee. Hold on, let me pull it up. Sorry, I, I had it, and then you guys just made me think of it because they're potentially putting a moratorium on testing self-driving cars on roadways now. Oh, in Arizona. Arizona. So. It, you know, and there's the Winnipeg, Arizona connection. It could have been any of our grandparents, guys. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> that is also where old people go to die. That is yeah. that is another one of God's waiting rooms. My yes. uncle goes there, like, all the time. So yeah. We have our nice little 400-square-foot uh, little place there yeah, in the community with the golf and the uh, ice cream. My grandma mm. moved to California. You know, it's better. Yeah, your grandma's lit. My grandma's your actually grandma lit. grandma is lit. Damn. She's living it up there. She probably has a Tesla now. <laughs> More than likely. That's that's I'd like I'd love to meet her. My cousin my um, cousin was listening to our episode and he was saying that he uh was purchasing a power wall and he hadn't received he hadn't received his power wall yet. And it's been a year. Oh He's my like, god. Yeah, we had electricians come and inspect our house for the power wall and they just they haven't come, they haven't shown up yet. So he was surprised to hear that they were testing in those couple of states putting them into Home Depot. Yeah. Well that and that's maybe you know, maybe just he's is he jipping the Canadian consumer, Mr. <laughs> Musk? Are you? Uh, should be taking care of us. We're your neighbors, and and we're looking a lot more sane compared to your country right now. Anyways, that's a matter of opinion, I suppose. But did you see the video, you guys, of the car hitting the person? Oh shit! There's a video. There's a video of it I hitting s- the person. I yeah, saw, yeah. Like there's from the point of view of the car. Yep. Yeah. Oh okay. my god. But the thing is, like. At the end of the day, people can say, oh, yeah, but, like, honestly, if it was pitch black, and in that scenario, I feel like a human could have done the exact yeah, well, same she, mistake. Yeah, she stepped onto the road with her bike, right? And, yeah, it was at night, and the car had no way of detecting. The whole well, point, though, part of it is that it's supposed to be able to detect things even at night, though. Isn't yeah. It's supposed to be one of the yeah, it's, yeah it one is. of the supposed features of these vehicles. And benefits. That so... And I mean, I'm not, I'm not necessarily saying that you know a human would have done any better, but it, it is the start, I think, of a longer debate, you know, that we'd kind of brought up when we, when we did this a few episodes ago. Which, like I say, there was, 
a lot of people all of a sudden you know you've got u.s senators going we're gonna have to put a moratorium on this and it could also be if the u.s population starts to fear it i think it could also set them back you know i think there'll be other countries that will be like well someone got hit we'll keep trying yeah you know and and 30 years down the road you could see all of europe and china with self-driving cars and u.s like we banned testing on those you know so we're just going with the old ford that burns oil Sorry, I get frustrated with the auto industry sometimes. That's yeah, okay. like, and like, government regulation. Like back with the the wired, back to the wired. Like Tesla yes. does stress here that like autopiloting is not the driver aid. You can't. <laughs> it is not the self driving car. Yeah, yeah. They got to make that clear here in the article. Yeah, you, you're sitting there and it can kind of help. Yeah, it's just for like gentle, like straight roads and for like parking and stuff like nothing yeah. like too crazy was it's, this like, it's like when you used to put the club on your steering wheel when you're on long road trips you guys ever do that you know remember the club that sounds no, dangerous. that's way da- that's super dangerous yeah well it's a joke guys i never <laughs> did that <laughs> well i don't know <laughs> what do you think sam you do that i don't even have a driver's license so no i didn't do that that's fair. that's right we talked about that self-driving yeah. cars are for you you're yeah. saving a lot of money i just took my car and on monday and it was expensive my boyfriend has a car i'd use that anyway but I don't, i'm too lazy to get it yeah fair enough i did see i i think you posted something rick it was something about mm-hmm. like when people leave facebook okay. and like oh yeah that college humor thing where he's all like i'm if people left parties the way they leave facebook just making a scene but like yeah you all suck i'm out of here you're all sheep and it's like good god yeah it's like who cares if you want to get over yourself if you want to leave just leave like honestly yeah. honestly if I wasn't in creative communications, I wouldn't have Facebook anymore. I think I would delete my Facebook. I, I don't, would consider doing it if I, I wasn't in communications. Yeah. I don't really see it like serving me a purpose personally, but right now it just it's important just for networking and school yeah. stuff. And All like, of our group chats are it does like it has good features. That's part of the problem is that it's it's kind of like been under testing so to speak like we've all been using it so long they've been building all these great features into it for the past 10 years and now it's like difficult to get away from it right but you know instagram doesn't really work the way facebook does for communication yeah that's different and and technically it's owned by facebook so there you go it is owned by facebook so they could be doing they could be doing the exact same thing with their instagram like some people might be on instagram and not on facebook and yeah, Elon Musk got a bit of flack for that. Oh, but my God. There he is again. Jeez. I'm going to marry him, Sam. <laughs> Elon, if you're listening. We could turn it into an Elon Musk podcast. Elon Musk podcast. Mm. Hashtag Elon Musk comes with a bang. <laughs> Watch the tech. Biohacking. Today's topic, biohacking. And it's a noun. I want to do some it's biosnacking. The I'm hungry. Activity. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. It's the activity of exploiting genetic material experimentally without regard to accepted ethical standards or for criminal purposes. So do you want to talk like an actual person? Yeah. So basically, um, I'm going to talk about this guy who's made himself into a cyborg. This is me, Miranda, shooting the shit about biohacking. Let's listen. I mean, I think if they want to be a guinea pig, that's fine. If they're doing it to try and get everyone on board like this is gonna be the new thing in 10 years where like we want everyone to do this like I don't think I guess I might be a little old-fashioned when I just think that maybe like we should just kind of evolve the way that we were meant to right I, I think that technology will literally be 
the death of the universe. So it's like fun to play with. And if you want to be a guinea pig and try that out, fine. But if your intention is to do this so that it can be like a national, like put it into everybody, let's be the new thing. I, I guess I'm a little fashion. I wouldn't be on board with that. It's fun to experiment and see what we're capable of. You mean, where it's probably endless. We're probably like, we're magnificent. We could be capable of anything with the technology we have. But I just, I'm questioning what their intention is. Right, and that's where like some of is the it, questions are... Is it exploring are... or is it intention to change things? Well, like, do you the really question also becomes like... Turn on a light switch? <laughs> the question also becomes like, if some of these things are available you won't be forced to do them, but like, let's say you could get eyes but that were better than your real eyes. With that would study of those kids, people though. be, would those people be more like, would everyone want to get by like non-biological eyes? Like would people want to be cyborgs? If you could get an arm that was stronger, an eye that could see further. But the reason your arm isn't strong is because maybe you're not using it enough. It's like that exact study. I heard this on the radio maybe like a month ago now, but little kids that are going into kindergarten are having problems even writing because the only way they've practiced is on a tablet. Their muscles in their hands are weak. If they're trying to think of ways to make it stronger, like we've done this for like how long previous to this generation? They were like, the way they had to write was carving shit into the rock in a cave. They had to have pretty good arm muscle and now we have to like have electro like this to put into us. Okay, let's talk about Robot Boy. Yeah. Captain Cyborg, actually, Sam. Yeah, Robot Boy is way cooler <laughs> than Captain Cyborg. Yeah, well, I mean, you don't want to, you don't want to get Robot Boy confused with Captain Cyborg. I think Robot Boy is maybe more of an anime character. Um, well, that was Astro Boy. You guys remember Astro Boy? I do. I have an Astro Boy T-shirt. Astro Boy was Nerd. awesome. I used to watch <laughs> Astro Boy all the time. Anyways, um, so yeah, so uh, this is this man's name is Kevin Warwick. Uh, he is the deputy vice chancellor of research at Coventry University, and he is a monster. <laughs> he is it's not a, a monster. In fact, what uh, what he's done is, yeah, he started implanting um, just little magnets uh, in his fingers. Why? Uh, so what happens is that that when painful. he yeah, uh, he actually had to get a tattoo artist to do the first operation because a lot of doctors were not really sure if an operation like that should go ahead. Um, so, and apparently the tattoo artist was actually called Dr. Evil, which is quite funny. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. Was he bald? I don't know. They don't have a picture of him. The laser beam. You don't <laughs> I just want like my sharks to have a freaking hot meal. Jeez. Um, <laughs> um, so I want sharks so with freaking laser beads on their freaking heads. Is that too much to ask? You know, I have one simple request, and that is to have sharks with freaking laser beads attached to their heads. Now, evidently, my cycloptic colleague informs me that that can't be done. Uh, can you remind me what I pay you people for? Honestly, throw me a bone here. So, Mr. Powers. What does the magnets do? Well, I'm glad you asked. Let's get I'm groovy. not so sure that I am. <laughs> Basically, they interact with a hat that he wears. Oh, my God. This and, is and awful. It's, and it's a Mr. really cool-looking hat. <laughs> He 
gets like close to things, then the the magnets sense them, and that interaction with the hat can like <laughs> <laughs> tell him distances for yeah, things. He's an idiot. When he walks into rooms, the yeah. lights will turn on for him. It's, um, yeah. or he can like slide open doors from a distance. Yeah, like electronic doors. Why no, he can't. This is BS. No, I'm not <laughs> kidding you. I mean, it, it has to be a door that's hooked up to his frequency. Yeah, like, essentially, it's that. an RFID. I don't know if you're familiar with RFID, but it's like a, a radio, radio frequency identify, identification tag. And what they were created for is that it's a, it emits a, a low-frequency uh, radio wave without really the use of batteries. So they were initially used for, like, shipping cargo and container ships and stuff um, because you can quickly scan uh, lots of cargo using the radio frequency identification so what he's done is uh, tagged himself with radio frequency identification, and then by programming the doors and lights in his office to that RFID, they will open in front of him or they will come on when he walks up to them. So it's actually relatively simple. I mean, it's something you could do with a robot. The big thing here is that it's actually implanted inside his body. Um, um, I have a story about a sliding door, if okay. you want to hear it. Yes, I would. Um, so I was at this party with my friends, and my friend got this idea. She really wanted to listen to this one song. She, she's like, oh, my God, I'm going to go over there. So, And we had to go inside a sliding door to do it. So she uh -huh. walks up to the sliding door, uh -huh. and she breaks it. So it's, like, off its hinges. And then her boyfriend's like, oh, why would you do that? I'm going to go and fix it. He goes to fix it, and the door just comes off in his hands. And he's just standing there with the door <laughs> in his hands. <laughs> I, uh, when I was nine, I almost broke my door on, like, a glass sliding. Oh. Were you throwing stuff at it? or? Uh, no. Um I was in a, I was in Cuba with my family, yeah. and I woke, woke up and I was like super stoked to like run onto the balcony because it was like January and I just like ran full speed, smashed my face and almost gave myself a concussion. You're just really excited. Uh, it it really hurt. Now I'm just picturing that scene in Ace Ventura when he's like opening and closing the sliding door. That's uh, yeah, I, I remember that scene. It's a good movie. Oh. What's the point, Ventura? Only this. Uh, I had no sliding door incidents. No, so I cannot comment on that. Man. No, I, I've been pretty You're good with sliding out. doors. Mm -hmm. So, so, anyways, that was actually only the first round of experiments that uh, Captain Cyborg did on himself. He's not doing it on, on anyone else. Uh, well, ethically, did he call you himself know, Captain Cyborg, really or did somebody else make that nickname for him? I mean, you know, it's always lame when you make your own nickname. That's true. It, probably his students, maybe the media. I, you know, it it, it doesn't really say in in the articles I've read. If he made it himself, then that's just even worse. So, but but one of the things here is that this does have uh, potential. It he's created advancements that have helped uh, quadriplegics and paraplegics. His next experiment, what he did was he uh, he had an actual surgeon implant uh, a network of sensor arrays into his forearm that hooked into his muscle impulses. So when he flexes his arm in different ways, those relays can pick that up, and then that can be translated into motion in a computer. So he's actually like controlled uh, a robotic wheelchair from across the ocean because they just relayed the signals from his arm through the internet and he was driving and controlling this remote control vehicle. And so with like a, a quadriplegic or a paraplegic, if they have no use of their legs, you can implant these sensors into different muscle tissues in their bodies. And by learning how to control those muscle tissues, 
they can learn to control their wheelchair or eventually once we have like exoskeleton legs which they are currently working on these people would potentially be able to walk wearing an exoskeleton that's cool that sounds so. pretty cool would you have to so for that's for a doctor with his name sadborg yeah <laughs> uh, kevin kevin warwick we can call him kevin yeah call I guess. him kev dr so, warwick i don't just know call him kev kev so for his the cyborg. tech to be effective, he would literally have to go and install these radio uh, frequency identifiers literally in everything he wanted to use. So it's literally only effective wherever he just yeah. installs it. Yeah, yeah this was so only a, like, like this initial stuff was only effective in his lab. But yeah. this other one, like I say, is 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 actually hooked up to his muscle tissue. So I mean that like he started smaller and and he went bigger and and he actually his next experiment that he wants to do at some point is to actually start hooking it into his neural tissue and um, and into someone else's neural tissue and have them communicate essentially telepathically. So we've actually gotten to the point where we can start to identify certain signals in the brain for like different emotions and stuff. And they've actually even done experiments recently where they started reconstructing memories from mice. So they took the, the visual cues in memory from a mouse and then they reconstructed an image of what the mouse had seen um so we're actually getting closer to that so he's talking about implanting this in his head and in someone else's head and then being able to talk to each other without having to talk and that is something we'll probably see within our lifetime as much as sam doesn't want to believe it and she's just just not enjoying any of this at all i didn't say i wasn't enjoying it I'm just your body language is kind of just getting comfortable I honestly, I'm very tired today. I could, comfortable. I could see it happening in our lifetime. I honestly don't. I mean, I think the advancements can, I mean, can benefit as a whole. Like if you're talking about improving people's lives, especially people who suffer from mobility issues or intellectual issues, I think technology could, when it gets to that point, actually do a lot. But at the same time, I just kind of st – I'm still like – I don't know. I still think it's kind of unnatural and creepy. Yeah, and I mean, I think that's. But I think sorry, it'll go ahead. I think it'll be a long way till, not a long way, but I think I could see it within our lifetime. But I still think there's a lot of things to go over, and before we reach the point where like that's seen as like acceptable, because like certain body modification, even as like uh, tattoos, like people are still getting over that. <laughs> Honestly, for sure. Well, I mean, I don't know. Maybe you guys tell me more about <laughs> that because like get I'm the tattoos he wants. <laughs> Marlon, you can get whatever tattoo you want. I'm, uh, you sound bitter. I'm not going to get a tattoo. Okay. I have no <laughs> tattoos, believe it or not. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, no, maybe discuss that a little more because for me that's, like, that seems to be the biggest thing with biohacking is, is the morality issue, right? And that's where he's doing these experiments on himself or, like, a few of the students in his lab. And, like, a lot of these biohackers are saying, listen, we have this technology. Why shouldn't you know, we'd be trying to do some of these things to start improving ourselves. I mean, there's there's another one. Uh, just try to find his name here. But he implanted a, a different type of thing Does in himself. He, he doesn't have a nickname, too? Uh, hold on. Like uh, Captain, uh, whatever, what's his face? Captain Kev? Captain Obvious? No. Yeah. Um, no, we've got Tim Cannon. Oh, man. I'm disappointed. We can call him the Man and Cannon. I don't know. Oh, uh, Nick Cannon. Yeah, Mick? Call, him, call him Nick Tim. Cannon. Tim. Tim. His name is Tim Cannon, people, for all our Turkish listeners. Oh, my God. Tim Cannon. <laughs> and um, <laughs> he, what he did is slightly different. He implanted a, a chip under the skin, but it monitors, like, his heart rate, um, blood pressure. How do you pressure, need to know those things? Breathing. Well, he, 
has health problems. No, I mean, a lot of these guys I are w- talking. It would make sense if he had health problems, but if not, why? What is he doing that for? I, I was going to explain that, but I suppose you guys could probably just explain it for I'm me. I'm listening now. I'm listening. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, a lot of these people are saying that, like, through this type of monitoring, they can improve themselves. You know, so he's saying, like, by monitoring all my biometrics all the time, I can see when these things are spiking, when they're going lower. Like, it, it has a lot of implications in terms of physical fitness and self-care, right? And and it could even have implications in, like, mental illness. Like, say someone has anxiety, they could start to monitor their surroundings with their biometrics, and they could figure out triggers and stuff. So, I mean, and, and then he can feed that all back into a computer and analyze all the data. So, I mean we all kind of know that memory is flawed. Like you don't necessarily remember things for most people exactly how they happened. But if you have something monitoring you, then you don't have all those flaws entering into your own perception of self. And you can, you can do better self care by, by hooking yourself up to, to systems that allow you to, to really understand your body better. And that's where these people are trying to go with it. A lot of them, you know? So, I mean, I, I think it's something I'd consider, you know, but then you do also, he starts to get into talk about like with this implantable tech, uh, the need for the code to be open sourced, because if you have companies creating it and it's closed off, then the same thing, like what Facebook selling your data, but on a way creepier level where they could be harvesting and selling your data. So we need a movement of biohackers that creates like open source code so that you own all of the data about yourself and you own the devices inside of yourself and you and your community can keep control of that data without any outside sources. Like obviously I see that there is obviously a push towards this in the future. Obviously right now for me, like I'm a, I think I'm a pretty healthy young man. Um, I <laughs> you are, you're like 12 feet tall. Not that 12. That doesn't mean that he's healthy. That doesn't mean I'm healthy. Actually, they did a study that Taller people will die sooner than shorter people. Well, Sorry, Anders. Sorry, His Anders. heart has to work harder. See you guys. But technically, by, Sorry, by basic metrics, he's a healthy guy. He's yeah, no, you're healthy. You'll probably outlive me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying, yeah, for sure, the people... Uh, right now, it might not be an issue, and but like maybe 60 years down the road when I'm in my 80s, um, maybe the technology then will be you know widespread and not like these rogue biohackers that aren't mm-hmm. like legitimate like aren't legitimate in a way they're not like they're doing their things but they're not seen as legitimate yeah. by the vast like um yeah no and like yeah like maybe 50 50 years from now like when i'm 70 it might actually be interesting to like i would be interested in getting like a chip that could like improve memory or like something along those lines and yeah for sure especially if you're gonna have like alzheimer's or something you know yeah and maybe technology might be a way of combating alzheimer's yeah i mean that's what they start to there's biohacking and they there's also the term transhumanism or transhumanist okay and you lost me what's that okay um transhumanism is a school of thought connected to biohacking and essentially it's kind of more what you guys are talking about like actually starting to integrate your your consciousness to a certain degree with computers. See, um, I think that gets to a point where it's like 
I don't know. Are you even alive anymore? Are you a robot? Yeah, but that's what you were just talking about is having your memory improved by a chip. But then at that point, yeah, well, that's true. And then at that point, if your memories aren't you, what is? That's true. And without your memories, you don't really have anything. Your mind is but literally But I, I, I really think you're just memories. Like, aside from that, you're just a complex series of biological wires. Yeah. Well, if you could do that, if there's a way you could, like, keep your memory going, couldn't that essentially lead to you being, like, immortal? I mean, there's that thought. I, I don't think— Like, you could—your conscience could live on far be, like past your body? Yeah. There's definitely that thought. I mean, to me— definitely get into the conversation of is that really you yeah that's true but i i feel like if it gets to that point if you had something that could harvest your conscience like a and put it onto like a like a usb essentially well, not on a usb but you know what i mean and then let's say you get sick and old and die and then your conscience is still in a computer system sounds terrible all right so, just for our listeners, they might hear a little bit of drumming. That's because we got an over-exuberant drummer in the suite next to us. Yeah, right next door. And we'd love to go over there and biohack the crap out of him, but unfortunately, we're friendly, friendly people. <laughs> and don't know how to biohack. And don't know how to biohack. No, no I, I know a lot about it, but I, I do not know how to do any of this. But right. yeah, getting back to consciousness, living on, I mean, you know, that that's kind of like an end goal, I guess, in some ways. Or I mean, there's definitely also thoughts. like It's kind of terrifying. Into the biohacking community, some of it is technological. Some of it is based in like nutrition and stuff too. So there's all these people who you know live in Southern California that are biohacking. You know, I'm doing air quotes right now, um, but they're using you know different kinds of fats, different kinds of oils, different kinds of nutrition, and you know they feel that they are prolonging their lives that way. So I think there's a whole group of people with these two communities coming together that would both use nutritional biohacking to improve their bodies biologically and then use technological biohacking to improve their capabilities within the world or you know if they were to lose function in a limb or something to start replacing you know externalities with machinery and then you start to get into real cyborgs but one day i hope that i don't see that you know i would i would probably get like a robot arm or something if i lost i definitely would have oh i would one. too yeah no that's you know, true but yeah, to um, some extent sam what would you do if you could biohack yourself at you, all i want you get one you get one, <laughs> one sort hack. of one hack i want wheels for feet are you like my god Whoa. like okay, well you'd have to have like wheels that'd be tricky though would come Tell out of your feet talk to us about um this. no i don't want feet anymore i want wheels you just would yeah. wouldn't that make life talk difficult no because then I'd be going way faster. I wouldn't have to lift my legs up and down when I walk. You can get some really good tracking shots, like what if you're going to videography. Yeah, hell yeah. Just be like rolling. <laughs> just, I just what about stairs? Th- there's always elevators. There's not always elevators. Well, then they you could step for up. people who are in a wheelchair, they should have elevators. So maybe I don't want to be in any place that I can't go in. So basically, you just want to be in a wheelchair? No, I want wheels for feet. <laughs> you could have locks like on the wheels that... like. Yeah, they, I they guess. Roll and then you could step up. That's a good point, man. So. That's a good point. But that's what I want because I don't want to move my legs up and down anymore. That's All fair. Right. Wheels for feet. What would you do, Anders? Durs. I think I would a uh, one biohack. One biohack. Give me one big boy. That's a really tough question. Um, you can do it, Durs. 
Am I allowed to just be like Spider Man and like have like the webs? No, it has to be. Okay, it has to be like. It's not a superpower. (laughs) (laughs) Can I be Cyclops? No. (laughs) Can I have like a. Can I fly? No. Maybe like a robotic arm. But you have a real arm. Which one? Just like so I'm stronger and not an arm. So I'm like a winter soldier. Yeah. Which arm would it be though? Probably be my left arm. Definitely the left one. Definitely, definitely your least. Your, your Why wouldn't you want it to be the dominant arm? You use that for other things. I do. I write with it and stuff. Yeah, but why would you want your other arm to be the one that you don't use as often to be the stronger one? So then I can fight good with both my arms. Oh my god! Do you get or lots just of fights? No, I'm just saying <laughs> I'd probably be a superhero if I had that robotic arm. Okay, that's fair. I'm done roasting you. I think that's a decent idea. And honestly, a, a really strong robotic left arm would be pretty cool. I think I, so. I'd, I don't know. If it'd be possible, I'd probably uh-huh. want like something implanted like in my ears and almost like functions as like it's synced into your like phone or whatever. So you yeah. could listen to music. Those are, uh, so you it's want like headphones. Headphones, but built into your ear, so you can listen to music whenever you want. So nothing. So it's called a cochlear implant. They're using them to allow deaf people to hear. Yeah, so it like exists. It, you can get one. You can get one, Marlon. They, they exist. All right, so Marlon, there you go. Do you want to choose something else more fun? You get or? a cochlear implant. What? That's not fun. No. I, I like it. Um, what's another cool one? <laughs> get robot no, eyes. No, not what's another cool one. What's an actual cool one? Robot <laughs> eyes, so that you can just see like so far. I actually have really, I have really good vision. And, well, uh, great for you. Don't brag, Marlon. Really Be good modest. vision. Very modest. And uh, actually, a really good sense of smell, but it's really weird. When my mom gave birth to me, she Had lost. No nose. Yeah, she lost. No. <laughs> she, <laughs> she lost her sense of smell instantly. Really? She never regained it. Oh, and wow. like Your mom has no sense of smell? Right as soon as she gave birth she doesn't to me. Doesn't have a nose. Gave she, it to you? Uh, oh, yeah, well, the lack of nose is part of it, but. That's bio. That's, that's, that's that, you robbed your mom of her sense of smell. Yeah, and partially her sense of taste. Oh yeah, well, taste is really connected to smell. Yeah, isn't that weird though? That is that you're an awful person. <laughs> okay, so what would you want, Marlon? I'm just kidding, Marlon. You're Marlin. the best. I'm just kidding. But your poor mom. That sucks. I didn't know that. What I want? Yeah. Um, I already I already made one. No, like a better one. A better one? Yeah. You picked wheels for feet. I guess that is pretty great. Yeah, it is. Stairs, I don't know. Though. I'll get back to you. Rick, Stairs. you pick one. Me yeah. pick one? Yeah, oh, I don't know. I, I feel like it's like tattoos. Like you just start going with it. That's like these biohacking people. You know, I'd be like, oh, I'll just get a little tip to monitor some of my my stuff. And then I'd be like, oh, well, I'll just get some of these get sensors new, so I can control brain. things. And then I'd be like, well, my eyes aren't that great. Maybe I'll just replace one eye. And then, you know, by the time you're like 70, I'd be like half robot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know. Like, uh, what the hell happened, Rick? Like, oh uh, man, I don't know. You can say that. <laughs> I don't know. You what know? the tech happened? What Rick? the tech happened? I'm like, meh, meh. well, let me tell you. <laughs> Rick, okay, Rick we're not doing robot voice computer. anymore. We are doing robot voice. There is going to be a clip of robots talking to introduce this segment. Oh, my God. oh man. What's your favorite robot voice? Like from Stephen a- Hawking. Okay, that's that's a good one. <laughs> It's like Do you have a favorite rest, rest in peace. Yeah, rest Sometimes in peace. I just play him on my computer just because I miss him so much. I wasn't oh, a huge man. fan. Were you of good Stephen Hawking or like what? Or his voice? His voice. Okay. Well, I mean, in my dreams. 
He was there with Elon Musk. Those are some weird dreams. Uh, oh, we you don't know the that. half of it, buddy. Those are the good ones. Um, Jeez. <laughs> uh, I need to see a therapist. Okay. All right. I'm going to... I'm gonna... <laughs> oh, man. I love this podcast. Uh, oh, man. So, up next, this is what I got. Yep. You got some biohacking news? There's I got some, some biohacking news. news. Yes, there's. What the hell was what that? What the hell was that? I don't know. It was a dinosaur somewhere. <laughs> Is that your computer? No, I didn't do anything. Oh, it's Marlon moving his mic stand. Oh, my God. This definitely sounds like a damn dinosaur. That was I great. Was like, I know. I was like, there's a T-Rex in the studio. We're all going to die. And it's a cyborg T-Rex. I'm moving the mic over so I can see my uh, lovely group. Associate. Hey, buddy. Okay. All right. Uh, what's what's the news, Durs? So we have an Australian biohacker who implanted a transit pass in his hand was convicted <laughs> for not using a valid ticket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. actually kind of funny. <laughs> who yeah. would have thought? Rick is dying on set here, guys. Okay, you got to explain Oh, my it. God. I was drinking water. <laughs> Made me laugh so hard. You said a funny one. Well, okay, I need Rick okay, to stop sorry. dying and then I could explain this. That was so funny. Okay, go ahead. So, Australian biohacker, his name is Meow Luda. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait, how do you spell it? M E O W. M E O W. No way. Dash L U D O. Space disco <laughs> space gamma space meow dash meow. That's, <laughs> that's, that's yes, his that's his legal name. No. That's what this says in the article. Let though. me see that you made that up. I didn't make it up. These were the kind of losers who do this stuff. Oh my god. It's legit. It is Wait, legit. So, uh, so they just call him meow meow for short though, I guess, in the article. I think they just call him meow meow. <laughs> um, he's he's, an, he's a notorious biohacker in Australia. It sounds like <laughs> this is from and he would have gotten away with it if it weren't for that darned bus driver. <laughs> <laughs> this is from uh, Gizmodo. Um, so he uh, implanted the transit pass, I guess, chip in his hand, and the chip allowed him to tap on an. Or off trains in Sydney with a wave of his wrist. That with is. Look at the wrist. <laughs> but like he could actually do it. Yeah, I guess it worked. I I don't know what he must know which part of the. the well, it's just a magnetic. It's an RFID thing again. I think right. Yeah, like I don't know how like Winnipeg transits work. Terribly. Like, in, I've never had a problem. I've actually never had a problem. We are at the forefront have. of tech with our transit system. We're not, by the way. It's horrible. So, but then transit officers handed him a fine for traveling without a valid ticket, despite still having fourteen dollars and seven cents still <laughs> left on his chip. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious how they included that in the article. Oh man! How did? Okay, I guess you can reload the reload it on the computer like automatically. Yeah, yeah. 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 I was like, how does he reload it? Like, does he stick it in some machine? His hand? No. Into the, yeah, no, like, you can do it. Uh, that's i don't know that is just too funny i mean see that one that one seems maybe a little silly to me and I mean, the others didn't no well if you're doing it to monitor all your your bio stats and stuff like oh i implanted a card in my wrist like 
yay like anybody can cut to themselves me, open and shove no, something in to there me, like, the bus thing is way more useful than the other one i, well, I like the bus thing way better i think this is kind of our personalities in a nutshell yeah. <laughs> well um meow meow he pled guilty <laughs> <laughs> in the local city court oh to God. charges of traveling without a valid ticket and he failing guilty? he pled guilty <laughs> <laughs> and failing to produce a ticket for inspection what, what was his, he, did he go to jail? Like what? no, it's probably because he couldn't pay no. like the thousand dollar fine, so he just wanted to like dumb down to like two hundred. That is mm. hilarious. He said, Poor "I meow, paid." Meow. He said in a quote, "I paid my fare. <laughs> I tapped on just like anyone else. The law hasn't <laughs> caught up with technology. That's all this case was." Well. No, you just stuck your pass inside your arm. Like, did he forget it all the time? Like, I don't know. Interesting. That's kind of the edge of biohacking to if me. If somebody asked me for it, I would just cut my hand open and give it to them. <laughs> you know. Here you go. <laughs> well, I've already got the I've already got the scar here. Maybe I could just open back up where yeah. I broke my arm, and Get I've got that titanium plate in there. You look yeah. like See, a biohacker. See, that's the start of it. That's the start of it. I was actually thinking the other day. I was like, I wonder if I could just get one on the other side, because this side's probably stronger now. There you go. Have you ever you considered know? biohacking, Rick? Well, like I say, maybe just just getting titanium grafted to my entire skeleton. That sounds awesome. Be a little Wolverine-y. You know. Only if you come out of the bathroom like. So. And that would actually be my name, like not Wolverine. I'd be Wolverine-y. Let's do this. Almost forgot. I want new ones. What do you want them to say? Wolverine. Is, uh, justice convicted. was served. <laughs> justice was served in the end. This guy got served he got by served. the Australian government. Well, I mean, and they uh, convicted him, and he had a f- he gets a fine of two hundred and twenty Australian you. dollars. That's you were very accurate there, Marlon. I must say, have you have you been convicted of transit offenses in Australia in the past? He's not <laughs> legally allowed to talk about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can talk. That's off that. the record. He's sworn okay. to. That's okay. I'm sorry. I even asked. No. That was my bad, guys. My bad. So, well, yeah, no, I, I definitely, I definitely consider biohacking. I think, I think it's pretty awesome. But, I mean, again, like, I don't think I'm gonna shove a bus pass in my arm. Like, I think that's kind of lame. No, he didn't shove the whole pass in his arm. He cut out the chip and put it in his arm. And put it in his arm. He doesn't have the whole pass in his arm. Fair enough. Still, okay. I mean. I don't know. It seems like such a little thing. Like, again, you're just kind of like the other guys were like sensing objects around them or like monitoring their biometrics. Like, you know, I could see getting a chip to help me monitor my biometrics. I think that'd be awesome. You know, but I mean, I would probably want like people at universities and surgeons working on this as opposed to Random meow, guys. meow, <laughs> <laughs> meow, meow, disco face or whatever. That's the thing. You gotta. We gotta wait till more research comes out, like down the line, on see. Maybe we'll see how these guys are doing. How these implants affect your body well, within the, like 30, 40 years. How what's it gonna do? Like having that chip in there for that long? Or I, I agree, and I think I, that's why I do have respect for a lot of these guys. Though is they are experimenting on themselves, and they're doing the work for the rest of us. And I think that down the line, maybe not the meow meow, but other people will be seen as as real heroes and pioneers in this field. For using themselves as test subjects and for pushing this science forward because you know ethically if you're gonna do this stuff you have to experiment on yourself you know like meow meow has also made headlines in in australia for not just implanting technology <laughs> in his body he's that also rascal. 
What did yeah, he do? Yeah, he's starting he started the country's uh, first community biolab and running for the federal <laughs> election as a candidate from the Australia's <laughs> Science Party. Yes. <laughs> the first what? Community biolab. Does he have a degree? I I he just shoves don't shit know. under his skin. What like what else do you need? I don't know if that's really something I want to be self-taught. It says Australia's first community lab for citizen scientists. Our mission is to enable breakthrough advances in human environmental science by lowering cost barriers to entry and empowering the democratization of science research. I mean, I can appreciate that. But again, it's it's kind of one of those things like <clears throat> this is always kind of like my test for like intelligence, you know, like do you think that everyone you know in your life could be a doctor if they tried their hardest? No. No, I don't either. I think maybe 25% of the people I know could be doctors if they tried their hardest. And of that 25%, what percentage do you think could be surgeons if they tried their hardest? Like, I definitely know doctors where I'm like, I would not want you cutting into me. You know, like there's maybe 10% of the population that could be surgeons. And then when you start talking about implanting things in your arm and hooking them up to your nerve endings, like there's maybe a couple percent of the population that has the actual innate ability to do that. So, you know, I think there's a lot of different levels of biohacking. That's a very Sorry, valid that was, point. That was my rant. But, yeah, that's how I always measure intelligence. Like, And there's lots of different kinds of intelligence, but, like, school smarts, it's like, do you think this person could be a doctor? And if your answer is no, well. That's all I got about <laughs> it's, uh, his The company they started is called BioFoundry, and BioFoundry is Australia's first open access molecular biology laboratory offering everyday citizens the opportunity to collaborate in scientific research and development biofoundry runs courses for enthusiasts and curious amateurs helps house and facilitates the realization of startups develops the practical skills of undergraduate science students and exists as a focal point of open source research in australia interesting um what was i gonna ask i don't mean add you were gonna add something i think i was gonna add something Although it slipped my mind. <laughs> I bet it was really interesting, too. It was really good. I never yeah. like to contribute anything that's not interesting. Oh, okay. Ouch, is that a shot <laughs> at me? I don't know about that one. <laughs> Slightly. It's <laughs> a slight shot at me across the room here. Shot across the bow. Shot taken. Could you... Could you um, is that actually possible? I was just thinking about the Wolverine thing. Is that like, like does that like exist having... in the realm of reality? Like, is well, that... I mean, um... I currently have a titanium plate screwed to my arm where I broke like, it. So yeah, I mean, but it turned his bones into metal. Yeah, yeah. That, so... The thing is, they actually <laughs> so replaced no. his bones with and and adamantium. Just for the record, is not a real substance. Okay. Um, <laughs> Whoa! Before, yeah. Oh my god! You know what? Have gotten into this argument with people, so. Just pointing it out right off the bat, adamantium, not real. Okay. Generals, welcome. From Munson. Today, we're going to witness medical history. Today, we're going to create Weapon X. X. Roman numeral. Ten. We're about to begin bonding adamantium to Weapon X's skeleton. Going from there. Um, yeah, I... I mean, the whole concept with Wolverine is that his healing ability was the only thing that essentially allowed his skeleton to be ripped out and replaced with a metal skeleton, too, right? Yeah. Um, what I was talking about is more like graphs, you know, which would be so more like realistic at this ones. point, like just cutting my arm open and having them graft titanium to the outside of my bones, you know, which, I mean, 
you could do it i'd say you'd have to find a doctor again that would be willing to do it and i think you'd be hard pressed to find a decent doctor that would want to do that because you're putting your body through so much trauma and I, it's an elective surgery like but i mean girls get all kinds of boob surgeries not the well, same. And, and guys too not I mean, the same okay a, a boob job is a completely elective surgery yeah but it's not anywhere near putting metal on your bones but I metal think on your bones can help things i think it'll get to the point where like if biohacking becomes something like that it will become like a plastic surgeon thing and i think the people agree, who yeah. pioneer it will charge an obscene amount of money to do it yeah and i i think you know it'll <laughs> like, be in certain countries where maybe some of the regulations are a little more lax you know like i'd be going to south america to get this done you know or maybe turkey there's a, <laughs> no there's a there's a there's a jewish doctor in turkey that does a lot of weird surgeries but uh interesting anyways, yeah i'm trying to think now of what exactly he does but oh he does black market organ implants interesting in case anybody needed an organ yeah well, follow uh, this guy what they do is they go down to the like the philippines and then they buy organs from really poor people there and then they bring them up into the first world and then they go to countries with like relatively lax laws and those organs that are sold get implanted into people and there's all kinds of, like there's an organ tourism industry there's movies on it watch it um <laughs> that's really weird but that's yeah interesting. it's really ethically questionable okay on that note i think we need to sign off for the final time. Oh, I'm getting all emotional, getting emotional here, guys. Here. Yeah, I'm getting well. It's been a good run. It's it's been a hell of a run. <laughs> it's I been love a good you guys. Four episodes. To all our Turkish fans out there, <laughs> stay tuned. To all our fans, stay tuned. There's more to come. There's more to come. If come. nothing else, Durs and I will kidnap Marlon and Sam and drag them in here. <laughs> Wait, probably not. Don't 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 play that. That's evidence. Um. <laughs> <laughs> all right well this is i guess this is rick signing off no we gotta we gotta announce that the trade fair you guys gonna come out to oh, the yeah. trade fair come to the trade fair april 13th please durst tell them red river college red the, river college uh, what campus is this called the princess street campus this is the exchange district uh bueller center we'll be in the atrium you'll notice us uh marlon's gonna be dashingly good looking uh andrews is 12 feet tall and Sam will be the girl glaring with hateful eyes at me because I brought my dog. And there will be a drone above our table. So there will be a drone. It'll be hard to miss. You could win a drone. You could win a drone. We're going to have a little uh, Super Smash Brothers battle station set up at our booth. It's going to be great. It's going to be good. And you guys should probably check out the magazine while you're at it. Check out the magazine. We're yep. going to be selling a limited, very limited number of copies. So, But you can always get the PDF. We will be placing it online, uh, and it'll be free electronically. So it will live on in cyberspace forever, as true tech should. <laughs> Beautifully, beautiful <laughs> words, Rick. I'd, I'm tired. It's been a long week. Okay. Well, time for us to go home. All right. This is uh, Marlon signing off. This is Rick signing off. This is Anders saluting. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>